Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, it's back to raining, but at least we got some sunshine over the weekend. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. It's Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching in. SWX Montana Television. Maybe you got that new ESPN Montana app. No matter what way you're tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. A dreary start to the week, but we finally got a little sunshine uh, on Friday and Saturday. (laughs) On Friday, I legitimately sweated while playing golf for the first time. I know that's gross, but... That's sort of the barometer because I'm sweating all the time. And uh, it's been cool weather on the golf course. But we had some nice weather Friday. Then Saturday, one of the craziest torrential downpours I've ever seen. That got me caught on the golf course, which then made me a late arrival to the East-West Shrine game. But still got to see plenty and still have plenty of impressions coming out of the uh, Midsummer Classic, even though it's not quite Midsummer anymore. It used to be in mid-July. Now it's in mid-June. But I was able to catch at least the second half of the 75th annual Montana East-West Shrine game. So that's part of today's show. We are going to talk our way all the way around the wide world of sports and all the way around the wide world of football in the state of Montana with the Montana Football Hour. Also have all-star basketball updates uh, from the, uh, the, uh, the Montana-Wyoming 
um, all-star basketball game from over the weekend. Also, there was some all-star volleyball this weekend. So a big weekend of uh, basically culminating prep sports careers for a variety of athletes from around the state of Montana. So we'll talk our way around all things Montana all-star weekend. Also going to talk a little bit about just from a recruiting perspective, from a prospect perspective. Just some of my analysis after getting to see a couple future Grizzlies, a couple future Bobcats in person for uh, the most recent time and the last time that all of them will suit up uh, at the high school level in the state of Montana. And then hour number two, I feel like for as much NBA as we talk around here, we haven't actually talked that much about the NBA Finals. The Finals ended last Thursday. Golden State Warriors wrapping it up in six. I must say... I was so confident that the Boston Celtics would win game six and that the uh, NBA Finals would wrap up on Father's Day on Sunday that I didn't put any spots in the show for it on Friday. We were up at Grey Wolf Peak Casino. I pre-recorded a bunch of the show because I knew we had great guests like Tyson Rostad, who we're going to hear from again today. Maybe the closest back-to-back appearances on Nuanas now ever the Hamilton quarterback was the offensive MVP for the West and the overall MVP of the East-West Shrine game. And we also had our, our one of the most hilarious chick who doesn't know sports we've ever had here at Nuanas now. And so I didn't have that much room in the show to talk about the NBA Finals. So we'll start off the second hour of today's show by talking all things NBA Finals, particularly what does the Warriors win mean for their legacy as a team? Where do they rank among the NBA's all-time greatest teams? And where does Steph Curry now rank? Among the greatest players in NBA history, I think he took a huge jump with his fourth title, his first uh, NBA Finals MVP, and uh, now he's in some rare air. Uh, it's it's right there. Is Steph Curry a top 10 player of all time? He, his legacy is getting pretty close, and he is definitely in the conversation with some guys. I think that you would have said, really? A couple years ago, and now you can say, definitely, and uh, there's an argument to be had for a lot of the all-time greatest players. So where's Steph Curry rank? in NBA history after his latest title. And what a finish to the U.S. Open. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, he takes home his first major, and it seems like there's just more and more and more first-time major champions in golf. Is that a good or a bad thing for the sport as a whole? And how, do those, how does that dynamic go hand-in-hand with now this new stratification in professional golf with now not one, not just the PGA Tour, but the Live Tour as well? So we'll talk some golf, particularly some U.S. Open coming out of the open from over the weekend. So there you go. That is your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any questions you might have in the real estate world, give Brent and his team a call today. If you're watching or uh, streaming, whether you're on the ESPN Montana app or YouTube or SWX Montana Television, if you uh, can see us, you can see, and I'm trying to pick it up, but it, it's kind of stuck to the table, and, uh, you know, I don't want to get it all full of fingerprints. It's kind of like when you la- win the Larry O'Brien trophy or the Stanley Cup, <laughs> although this pales in comparison in terms of magnitude. But I finally got my E.B. Craney Award from uh, a couple weeks ago in Big Sky, and I only show this off mostly to make fun of myself and to appease, you know, the powers that be here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. She wanted to make our, – our, our great boss here wanted to make sure that uh, – People saw the hardware, <laughs> but the hardware I didn't have to show off because, as I always do, uh, I seem to 
constantly forget important things, uh, items, that is. Items are what I have a hard time forgetting. I can remember all the sports things, all the facts, the histories. I can remember so much of what I read. I can remember the way the highway bends as I drive. I I could drive to Bozeman blindfolded, I feel like. And yet I can't remember my wallet or my keys or my cell phone or my EB Cranny Award. But I did, uh, was was humbled and uh, thankful to be named the Montana uh, Radio Sportscaster of the Year for the second year in a row. And then, of course, I forgot my beautiful trophy up in Big Sky. So they finally sent it back. So thanks to the Huntley Lodge uh, for getting uh, the hardware back here. And uh, thanks to all of you for being the audience and inspiring me all the time to keep on doing the show. Happy Father's Day out there to everybody. Uh, Father's Day it used to be one of my favorite holidays. We lost my dad when I was uh, 26 years old. But my brother and I, we still like to celebrate his memory and still celebrate in a similar fashion. We always spent Father's Day weekend golfing and watching the U.S. Open. So that's exactly what we did. So hopefully you had an outstanding Father's Day as well. But that uh, Father's Day golf, we actually decided to play on Saturday because we had some stuff to do on Sunday. I also knew that I was going to be coming back from Great Falls on Sunday morning because I went up there for the East-West Shrine game. I missed the first half, though, and here's why. We teed off, and our great uh, partners over there at Canyon River, we teed off uh, mid-afternoon, and we were a couple holes in, and then it started raining. We got stuck, and we got called back to the clubhouse, and then we sat there. And Mind you, we've already paid for the round. We've already started the round. So uh, we got called back into the clubhouse. We sat there for probably a good 90 minutes, got back out on the course. It was actually a beautiful final couple holes, and uh, that just meant so my departure time from Missoula was not until well after 6 o'clock. And the game kicked at 7, and so I didn't get up there until uh, just shy of 9, but I was able to make it for the second half, and it was a very, very fun day. So that's why uh, we had the delay. <laughs> On that note, it, it is one of the uh, great weekends of the year, uh, especially from my perspective, my seat. This weekend, Billings, Montana. So a lot of drive time for me, a lot of window time for me. But this weekend in Billings... Uh, we will have our uh, seventh annual Montana Football Hall of Fame induction. If you'd like to join us, we still have tickets available. You can get tickets at uh, any Universal Athletic location throughout the state of Montana. And this year, a star-studded class highlighted by former Grizzlies like Brian's, uh, Blaine McElberry, excuse me, um, as well as Shan Schillinger. We also have former Bobcat Dane Fletcher entering the Hall of Fame. Um and a whole bunch of other awesome inductees. It's one of my favorite events of the year. It's over there at the Billings Convention Center. That's the Billings Hotel and Convention Center on Saturday evening. So if you'd like to join us, there's still tickets available in a Universal Athletic outlet around the state of Montana. And it's definitely one of the best weekends of the year. You're going to see the who's who of the history of Montana football. It's the biggest reunion in football in Montana every year. So if you'd like to join us, please do. I was just thumbing through our press guide from a year ago. And last year's class was uh, a particularly fun one to induct and to hang out with. We inducted uh, a whole group of guys, but the class was headlined by Brent Musburger, the legendary broadcaster, who you've probably heard his phenomenal ad here on our radio stations, Amazula Broadcasting Company, talking about this year's event. Former Grizz kicker Dan Carpenter was also part of the class, as was Kenny Amato, longtime uh, long snapper Shane Collins, who, in my opinion, might be the most diverse and exceptional athlete to ever come out of Montana, the Montana high school ranks. It's probably him, Pat Donovan, 
Um, you probably got to go back to some guys from uh, a, a yesteryear generation, but Shane Collins, a first-team All-American in both football and track and field at Arizona State, could have been an Olympian shot put through if he would have wanted, but instead he was a top-50 draft pick by the Washington Redskins. And a guy from Bozeman, Montana, he was for a long period of time, probably close to 30 years, the only male from Montana to ever win Gatorade Player of the Year in multiple sports his senior year of high school. So Shane Collins definitely, for my money, one of the best pound-for-pound guys. Steve Okanowski, former Grizz defensive lineman who played in the NFL for almost a decade. Travis Lule, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Montana State and uh, Big Sky Conference history. Bob Beers, one of my favorite guys, a guy I've gotten to know in recent years because my seat in the press box is right next to us. And then Marty Mornaway, probably one of the great inductions we've had only because of the connection we made and uh, Coach Marty and all of his awesome contributions here as part of the Monday afternoon quarterback. We are meeting, Marty and I are, on Thursday, so we'll have some updates for you as far as the fall as well for the Monday afternoon quarterback. But last year was as good as it gets, and I expect this year to be a phenomenal induction ceremony as well. So if you'd like to join us, the Montana Football Hall of Fame, Saturday in Billings. I tell you that just to invite you, but also because we won't have Nuanas now on Friday either. Um, next couple weeks are going to be um, interesting because our main guy, Andrew Houghton, he's going out of town. He's going to go back to the East Coast, go hang out in D.C., and uh, he'll be back with us after the 4th of July. And uh, that combined with the Montana Football Hall of Fame. So just no show on Friday, and we'll keep you up to date what's going on uh, the weeks after that. But uh, there's an update for you on all the things that's going on in our world as well. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Colter Nuanas coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can visit online. Go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. If you haven't got the new ESPN Montana app, go get it. We've got it rolling on Apple devices and Androids, all your mobile devices. We also now got it going on your Roku's and uh, on your Apple TV's, things like that. We just put that through, so maybe not right away, but it should be coming here right around the corner, so keep on checking. That should be up and running. So if you want to see us on the uh, the big screen television, get that rolling, but get that ESPN Montana app in your life. You can also always stream the audio of the show, station website, 1029ESPN.com. You want to be a part of the show, Give us a call, shoot us a text, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. We also have some more senior spotlights coming up a little later on. And one last plug for later on in the week before we dive into the Montana football hour. How about this? It's the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Media outlets across the country are producing all sorts of great content to commemorate that anniversary. We, subsequently, are launching or relaunching one of our favorite segments around here, around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, our great friend Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference analyst for women's basketball. She and I will be doing a summer series highlighting the theme, Where Are They Now?, for former Montana Grizzlies, Montana Lady Grizz, rather, and Montana State Bobcat women's basketball players. We've got about eight to ten subjects lined up, but how about getting it kicked off with a bang? The legend, Robin Selvig, will join us in studio as part of the launch of our Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Where Are They Now?, as well as continued commemoration of 50 years 
of Title IX and uh, the the richness of the fabric of sports that the addition of women's sports and the progression of women's sports, particularly recently, uh, has really added to what we do here and just uh, the sporting landscape uh, on the national level. Stiving with the Montana Football Hour is presented by the Advocates. You couldn't control that you were in an accident, but if you've been injured because of someone else's negligent driving, you can control who you call for help. The Advocates will take over the details of your case, so all you need to do is rest and get better. You can call the Advocates anytime, 406-640-4444 today. Uh, actually, we're going to get this kicked off with two questions for our guy, Andrew, uh, in the back. Um. First question, you're going back to the East Coast for a um, little R&R, but also right over the 4th of July. I was thinking about this the other day. I can't believe I've never asked you this. What's the best part about 4th of July in D.C.? Like, is it insane? Like, is there, is there like a huge fireworks display? I've never, I've never known what goes down on the uh, American Independence Day in the nation's capital. Yeah, this is funny, actually. I don't usually spend the 4th of July in D.C., even if I'm back on the East Coast. Uh, sort of a, a long story, but I have I have a relative who enjoys fireworks and uh, pyrotechnics and et cetera, so he usually puts on his own Interesting. fireworks show up in Pennsylvania uh, in an undisclosed location. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have been to the mall for the fireworks a couple times. Actually, being on the mall for the fireworks is kind of a pain in the in the behinds because it's just so many people, so many people, yeah. and it's always so hot and humid. You have a you have a great right. view of it if you can like you know find a spot sure. where you're comfortable in because it's right you know the Washington Monument down on the end of the mall. Sure, and, the, and, and the place where you where your mom lives is like right by there. Right? I mean, I remember we drove right by the monument when we went out there in December. Yeah, DC is not that big a city, so you sure. can usually see them from anywhere. So, uh, you know, if you have like a rooftop, that's usually what I try to do when I'm in DC because then you can see them from all around. But, uh, you know, the, the mall is nice. They, they usually have a theme for it, you know, an, an American Fourth or whatever. Very, very nice big fireworks. So that's nice. It's so funny you talk about the, the, uh, the pyrotechnics experience. I, I've been so spoiled when it comes to the fireworks because two reasons. One, my mother, who grew up in the Bay Area in Southern California, her father was the one that like facilitated the community neighborhood fireworks show on 4th of July every year. So she always talked about the fireworks shows that her dad would help put on. My father worked in the underground mines for close to 20 years, and my uncle, who's one of my closest relatives, he also worked underground as a heavy, uh, heavy machine, heavy equipment operator, and they both had pyrotechnics licenses to basically bl- use dynamite to blow up mountains to, <laughs> to mine for gold and silver. Needless to say, you take them to the fireworks stand up on Evero Hill and they can come up with some stuff that can make some stuff blow up. So I've always been spoiled because I've never had the guts or the ability to do any fireworks shows like I saw growing up. And even like the nice ones at the Southgate Mall and stuff, they pale in comparison because, I mean, we were blowing up the neighborhood when I was a kid. That's exactly what my uncle does. He doesn't have any uh, pyrotechnics background. He just, he likes rockets. He likes fireworks. He likes all that stuff. He, he's, he's... You know, he's got a good head for it. So uh, that's what I'll be doing again, actually, this year, driving up to Pennsylvania, and we'll just have a couple trailer beds full of fireworks all wired and fused together, and, you know, you hit the you hit the lighter a couple times, and everything goes up in flames and explosions <laughs> and sparks. It's it, it's really cool. 
Neil Hunt is now ESPN Radio. The Montana Football Hour. We're going to talk about some football here soon. But I have one other question for Andrew. You moved here uh, late July last year. So Andrew went to school here at the University of Montana in Missoula and then lived here for a couple years and was working with us at Skyline Sports. Moved to Pocatello for a little while. Then we got him back over here to the Garden City. So we're coming up on your year anniversary, so that'll be fun. But uh, So you were basically here for the, the calendar sports year of last year. And so you've been uh, covering the big sky stuff, particularly football and, and uh, hoops. Also following along to all the other local and statewide stories. So I did all my best moments in sports. What stuck out to you? Was there anything that you really liked in the sporting world uh, from the last year? Well, I think just the the Montana-Montana State rivalry from the fall in, in football and not not even just the game, the rivalry game that capped it here at Washington Grizzly Stadium or not even the the run to the national championship game by the Bobcats, but just being able to see that whole narrative build and build and build like a big wave, you know, because I got here right as we were going into fall camp and you get to sort of uh, get dialed in and plugged into that excitement as we're doing it in, in you know, the hot and humid do- dog days of August. For sure. And then you get to see it build and build and build and those teams sort of live up to those expectations sure. as we're going through the regular season and as sort of that Brawl of the Wild date approaches at the end. And I just thought... You know, as a as a narrative and as an experience to uh, to cover, but also to live through and to talk to people about the entire season, uh, was just really fun. I thought it really lived up to everything that everybody wanted it to be. We always talk about how the expectations for Montana and Montana State should be so high. We are definitely committed to high expectations and everything that we try to do here at ESPN Montana. But it takes more than just fulfilling expectations to get to the end of a season where the two teams who you thought were going to be really, really good, both actually live up to it. Like for, to get to the end of the year where both the cats and the Grizz are in the top five in the polls in the country, it it takes fulfilled expectations. It also takes mitigating and managing those expectations, but it also takes a hell of a lot of luck. Montana definitely had some deficiencies last year, yet still won 10 games and went to the quarterfinals of the national playoffs. But they were able to overcome those those deficiencies, but also they were able to fundamentally overcome a unbelievable number of injuries. Luck is such a huge part of your run, and the Grizz didn't have luck last year, yet they were basically one side of the bracket away from going on a great run. But then, you know, the other thing is, the way that it all played out, to have two signature wins as your final two wins of a year of the year, despite losing your All-American wide receiver to the transfer portal, despite losing your first, second, third running backs, maybe your fifth, sixth guys too. I mean, to be basically playing a converted five foot nine, 170 pound wide receiver in Junior Bergen, who I think is a stud beyond studs, but to be playing him at tailback down the stretch and then to still go whip a team that went to the national championship in Montana State and then whip a team that was an outstanding team in eastern Washington. Uh, it was a great year for the Grizz, but I agree. It's so fun because when we see them in fall camp, we're always like, man, we shouldn't say always, but when we know that we think they're going to be good, we're almost usually always right. But the things that deters you from being right usually doesn't ever have to do with misevaluations. It has to do with all the luck going the other way. And so it it does take a certain amount of good fortune or also enduring poor fortune and uh, still making it to the end. I, I agree with you. I think that was a great storyline from this year. All right, let's talk about the East-West Shrine game. It was um, 
a runaway and then not a runaway and then a runaway again by the West. A ton of great talent in the game. I was actually very pleasantly surprised. I think that Montana is going to consistently produce, you know, probably 20 borderline Division One to true Division One guys. How many of those guys are surefire, you know, Big Sky Conference or higher level guys? Uh, it varies every year. And you're also probably going to have, you know, 60 to 70 guys. So usually like about as many that can fill as a Shrine Game roster that are college ready. But I was very impressed with the talent I saw in Great Falls at the East-West Shrine Game this year. Pretty much across the board. I thought a lot of the kids that are coming to the Grizz and coming to the Cats are very, very talented. But I also thought a lot of the guys that are going to the Frontier Conference are very, very talented as well. I mean, like one kid I've talked about a lot on this show throughout the, the fall and the prep season was Michael DeLeon, who's a, the running back for Billings West's uh, back-to-back runner-up double-A finishers. He's going to Rocky Mountain College there in Billings. He's going to be a really good player in the Frontier. I mean, he's a little bit small, but, man, is he quick. He's really put together. He's got great balance. He's got great explosion. But that's just one of the examples. Caden Zalewski from Florence, who's a wide receiver, he's a little bit slight, but he's going to Montana Tech. I think that guy's got a pretty good chance to be a pretty good Frontier player uh, as well. You know, I, th- I thought there was a lot of small school guys. Blake Shoup, another Florence guy, who I was really impressed with. I mean, I think he's a really, really good athlete as well. So we're going to get into some of the evaluations, but I, I was pleasantly surprised with the talent I saw there. I think the last couple years, Montana's had uh, a lot of the depth of the talent coming out of Montana. The last several years has been really good. There's been you know 25 to 30 guys you can maybe talk yourself into at least being preferred walk-ons at the Big Sky level, but there's been a much less like surefire full ride type guys. And this year, I think that there's a little bit more of the full-ride type guys. I think maybe, you know, 10 to 12 of those type guys. But I think there's a whole bunch of other guys that were pretty darn good. I thought this was a, an above-average year when it comes to guys from the high school level that can go to the college level. And I was pretty much impressed across the board of what I saw. The West was highlighted by eight, count them, eight guys that were going to the Grizzlies. Only one future Grizz playing on the East. That's Bo Dantic of Laurel. He was the defensive MVP for the East squad after he had a 101-yard interception return for a touchdown. We will hear from Bo Dantic here uh, momentarily. But you also had a handful of Bobcats on the east side and only a couple on the west side. Tommy Nielsen from Missoula Hellgate, uh, one of the Bobcats from the west team. And uh, on the east, the, the Dowler Twins were among the headliners for that east squad. Taco Dowler, the offensive MVP for the east, he caught an 80-yard touchdown in the first half. But that's all to say that the West, I think, came into this game as a decided favorite. That's a su- not a surprise considering that your state champions this year in AA, Missoula Sentinel, in A, Hamilton, and in B, Florence. So you have all three of the 11-man championships in one little 50-mile radius. Subsequently, we had eight Missoula guys, three Hamilton guys, and three Florence guys. So a total of 14 out of the 41 players on the West from right here in our little pocket of the world in Missoula. And so when you have a lot of talent like that, combined with the fact that one of the best guys in the game, Tyson Rostad, a Hamilton High product, he's playing and operating at quarterback for his high school head coach in Bryce Carver. So that also, I think, contributed to the West being favored. It was a back-and-forth game early on, though. The West took a 16-7 to lead, but then Isaiah Clonch, who's headed to Carroll College, Billings West's great quarterback, also a state champion in the javelin, he threw that 80-yard 
touchdown to Taco Dollar. Cool moment for those guys. One last connection after they had a ton over the last several years. Clotch was the starter there at Billings West at quarterback for three years. I believe his his uh, father is their offensive coordinator, so coach's kid. But he was really, really impressive. I think he's going to be a good player in the Frontier Conference as well. But cool moment for those Billings West guys getting to hook up and uh, score one more touchdown together. So that one cut it to 16-14. to 14. Then Tyson Rostad, who'd already scored twice on the ground. There's another cool moment. That's why you love the Shrine game, some of the, the future connections. Rostad hits Missoula Hellgate's Ian Finch, who's also going to the Grizzlies, as Rostad is, for a touchdown late in the first half, and the West took a 23-14 lead into halftime. The West then pushed it to 33-14 out of halftime, and then about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the West is on a little bit of a march. Caden Hewitt out of Hell in a High, which I actually thought was one of the only guys in the game that kind of struggled. Uh, I don't know if they were switching up coverages on him or what, but he was holding on to the ball a little bit too long. And uh, he was not nearly as good as Rostad. Not a surprise. That's not even a shot at Hewitt as much as it is Rostad. Of course, he was running the, the offense that he's been playing in for his entire high school career. So it's going to be hard to get more reps than that guy. But they were trying to get Hewitt going a little bit, even though they had a three-score lead. And he leads a drive down the red zone. Then he throws into coverage, and Bo Dantic steps in front of it, and he takes it 102 yards to the house. So that kicked, uh, or excuse me, that cut it to 33-21. But then the uh, West had one more touchdown drive. Rostad scored one more touchdown on the ground, and all of a sudden the Hamilton high product, four touchdowns overall, and he wins the Roger Silverdale East-West Shrine Game MVP in the 75th rendition of the game. Quite a year for Tyson Rostad. Undefeated in football, get, leads Hamilton to their first state title in 25 years, commits to the Montana Grizzlies, and then has his last high school game Walk out the door with a resounding 40 to 41, excuse me, to 14 win. 41 21, 40 to 21, excuse me, uh, win, as well as the game's MVP. We caught up with Hamilton High's Tyson Rostad right after the East West Shrine game. I uh, sit here at Memorial Stadium with Tyson Rostad after he won the East West Shrine game MVP. MVP sounds pretty good. Last high school football game, I'm sure. Yeah, it's pretty exciting for me going undefeated with Coach Carver and then this happening in this game, it's, it's really exciting. You talked uh, earlier this week about how maybe it would be a little bit easier for you just because you knew the offense. Did, did it feel that way? Yeah, it kind of felt natural to me. Uh, I mean, I tried not to play with nerves, and I kind of knew what was going on, where kids would be, and having to be my offense, it kind of flowed to me a little bit easier. So, yeah, it was super fun. These all-star games, they're funny because you know guys on the other side, and, you know, you obviously want to compete, but it's also not, I don't know, maybe as serious, but it is as serious too. So, they, I mean, the East was kind of pushing, and then you guys kind of closed them out. How are you guys able to do it? Yeah, no, I think we were all super competitive, and uh, I think what it really came down to is we were, I think, a really strong team. We hung out, and uh, we all got to meet each other. Every kid knew every other kid's name on the team this week. We really bonded. We had fun outside of practices, and I think that's what really pushed us through and got us the win. Cool moment, too, where you threw the touchdown to Ian Finch. So future Grizz to future Grizz. You like that one? Yeah, no, and... uh, me and Finch actually played baseball in the Missoula Bandits way back in time. So me and Inch, me and Finch go back a really long way. So to finally get that and be able to throw it to him, I mean, it's really special to me. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, has this so can you? This was the last one, the last high school football game for you? Yeah, I'm glad it went down as a win. I'm just really thankful for everyone that donated, everyone that put this on because it really means a lot to a lot of people. So I'm really thankful for being able to play. I didn't realize this either until I read a story 
Um, 406mtsports.com, a good one. We've obviously followed the Rostads um, being based in Missoula here, and, and Carson Rostad, a four-year starter for Hamilton High School that went on four straight great playoff runs, and then his brother Tyson takes him to the state championship, wins the first state championship since the late 1990s there at Hamilton. But their sister also had a rare form of cancer, and she had been in the Shriners Hospital m- multiple times. So this one, like Tyson just said there, uh, meant something a little bit more uh, to he and his family. And uh, this is always a fun showcase of Montana's football talent, a great gathering of uh, people from around Montana, and you always have the, the fun connections. But it also is a great fundraiser for the Shriners Children's Hospital, which does such great work. I thought that was very cool, very classy of Tyson Rostad to acknowledge that it was about more than just the football and more than just the athletes playing in the game. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, the Montana Football Hour. It is presented by the Advocates. The Advocates make sure that there's no out-of-pocket expenses until a settlement is recovered for you. No need to stress. The Advocates will answer your questions and guide you through every step of your case. Call 406 640 4444 today or chat online 24 7 at montanaadvocates.com. The Montana Football Hour continues with a few more thoughts on the East West Shrine game. We're also going to hear from the MVP of the East team, a future Grizzly, Bo Dantic of Laurel, and a few amendments from a discussion we had last week. Keep it right here. More football talk in the middle of June doesn't get any better than this. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. A variety of Montana's best high school football talent took the gridiron one last time as prep standouts in the Electric City on Saturday night. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At the East-West Shrine game in Great Falls, Hamilton's Tyson Rostad led an offensive onslaught for the West on the way to a 40-21 victory in the 75th edition of the popular charitable fundraiser football showcase. Rostad, who led Hamilton to its first Class A state title in 25 years last fall, rushed for three touchdowns, including two in the first half. He also found feller future Montana Grizzly Ian Finch a Hellgate product for a 12-yard scoring toss right before halftime to give the West a 23-14 lead at the break. Rossett was named Roger Silverdale Shrine Game MVP as well as the offensive MVP of the West. The West clung to just a 16-14 lead before Rossett strike to Finch. Billings West and future Carroll College quarterback Isaiah Clonch hit Bozeman Gallatin's Tyler Nansel for a 70-yard touchdown early, and Clonch also threw an 80-yard touchdown to Taco Dowler, his former Billings West teammate who earned Montana Gatorade Player of the Year honors and is heading to Montana State. Dowler earned offensive MVP for the East, while future Grizzly Bo Dantic of Laurel ripped off a 101-yard interception return for a touchdown late to earn defensive MVP honors for the East. On a high force, Suaro, who is heading to Carroll College, was the MVP of the West defense, and the West have now won 34 overall Shrine games. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Canyon River Golf Club of East Missoula. Of all the drives in Montana... The drive from Missoula to Great Falls, when the weather's nice, especially when you get on the other side of Lincoln, 
past Lavando, past Lincoln, and it opens up and you start to sort of climb and you can see the the high plains and the Rocky Mountain front in the distance, man. Doing that at the time I did it on Saturday night as the sun's setting, there's nothing better. I, I, I think that there's no better highways in, in the world to drive than in Montana. That's definitely one of my favorite ones. I was on that highway, headed up to the East-West Shrine game. More East-West Shrine game talk here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. Welcome back. SWX Montana Television. Appreciate you for spending some time here on your rainy Monday. Hopefully the uh, the flooding, the moisture that we've been getting, hopefully it's uh, not too intense. Got a, a warning notification from the National Weather Service earlier here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Rainfall in effect Monday afternoon until further notice. Flooding is possible all, all along the Clark Fork River Monday afternoon and further at 7.5 feet. Flooding of low-lying areas adjacent to the river is possible. Floodwaters begin to flood streets in the Orchard Homes area, specifically the north end of the Tower Street, or excuse me, north of Tower Street, including Carewald Drive. So be safe out there. Uh, if you are available and able-bodied and you know people that uh, might be in trouble, be on high alert. Throwing sandbags and helping out your neighbors is uh, sort of a way of life in Montana. So hopefully it's not too bad out there. But it was a beautiful day, a beautiful evening for my drive up to Great Falls. And it was a fun football game as well. The West All-Stars posted a 40-21 to victory. That's their second straight win, the West's second straight win in the East-West Shrine game. They're 34th overall. So 41-34, uh, to the East's all-time lead. One of the highlights for the East... Came from a young man from Laurel who led his team to a state championship as a junior and to a state championship appearance as a senior. Hamilton beat Laurel in the state championship game. Bo Dantic of Laurel, he's headed to the Montana Grizzlies to play football next year. And uh, I've been following the kid. I know he's a very diverse athlete. We've uh, followed him along at Laurel. I had never seen him play in person, though. He is a lot faster than I thought he was. He's incredibly fast. And he showed it on a 102-yard pick six that was probably the highlight of the game for the East offense or defense and earned Bo Dantic, the future Grizzly, defensive MVP honors for the East squad. Caught up with Bo right after the game. Future Grizz, Bo Dantic here on Nuanas Now. Bo Dantic, future Grizz, the MVP of the East All-Star team for the East-West Shrine game. 102-yard pick six. Were, were you out of breath? Were you out of breath? I was. I was just trying to get in the end zone. I was kind of shocked myself when I got in there, but it was good. It went really good for everyone. Well, when it fell in your hands, it seemed like you thought maybe you could get it out a little bit, and then you saw daylight, and then you started just going. So, when I, I, how far into the 102 yards were you when you knew maybe okay, I could take this to the house? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably like I'd say 50-yard line. I, I thought I could do it. And um, it was just a great play by our defense. It was kind of thrown behind me a little bit, and I didn't think I had it. And a couple of our guys sandwiched the uh, receiver, and it just popped right up. And I have to be in the right place at the right time. So it went good. Were you surprised they were throwing there? Um, I don't know. I wasn't. I was kind of used to it from my set in the yeah, defense. Yeah. But uh, I was kind of surprised just at first because there was a single receiver on the outside, and they threw the slant. So just a little bit, I'd say. 
Well, you picked off your future teammate. So, yeah. uh, what, what do you think of that aspect, though? I mean, I think there's like 10 or 11 future Grizz in this game, but you were the only Grizz on the east side yeah, of this exactly. thing. So, what did you think about going against all your future teammates? It was it was pretty interesting, I guess you could say, but um, it was it was pretty fun. Them guys are real good, and we get along great, and it was good competition for us this weekend. And, I had a blast the whole weekend. What do you take from something like this? Because this is a good chance to kind of meet everybody and also sort of a final chapter to your high school career, right? Just learn from it, enjoy it the whole time. That's the best I can say. Just enjoy yourself and learn new things and go forward. Well, it's kind of the final chapter of your high school career. So uh, what do you think of this ending? And now you're one of the few guys in this game who gets to go play football some more. So what do you think of your high school career ending and now getting to go to the Grizz? Um, I'm really excited. Uh, it didn't quite end the way I wanted it to, but a lot of the Grizz guys were on the West, so that's good for them. But uh, I'm really excited to get with that group and get to work. Bodantic, former Laurel Locomotive, future Montana Grizzly, the MVP of the East squad defensively following the 75th annual East-West Shrine game. The other main storyline in this game was the Retirement now, the final game as a head coach for Mark Sampson, a guy who was an assistant for years in high school football around the state, and then a legendary head coach, most prominently at Helena Capital, revived the Montana State Northern program and made them a very competitive, even, dare I say, nationally competitive team for a moment in time, returned to the high school ranks, and got Great Falls High back on track before retiring after 38 seasons all told, coaching football in the state of Montana. So congratulations to Mark Sampson, uh, I had the pleasure of standing in the fourth quarter with his son, Kyle Sampson, who's the head coach at Montana Tech now. And there's a great football family. So congratulations to Coach Sampson, all that he's done and given to us. Um, I mean, he's, I was thinking about this, and I'll have to call him and tell him this. And okay, maybe he's, he's listening. But uh, he's one of the most uh, memorable and impactful football figures of my life because Helena Capital was it. It was Helena Capital and Great Falls CMR when I was in high school in the early to mid-2000s. And I told this story before, but my first varsity game ever was against Helena Capital in the playoffs of my sophomore year. I got moved up right before the playoffs, so stoked to be there, and they just destroyed us. And they went on to win the state championship. They went undefeated. And then a couple years later, Coach Sampson was up at Montana State Northern, and he recruited me. He also recruited my brother really, really hard. And so we, we had a lot of contact and learned a lot about them. And then when I first started going out on my own as a journalist and freelancing, I worked for this um, publication called Hometown Pride, and I wrote a whole series of stories on the Frontier Conference, and I profiled Derek Lear, who was a great quarterback who played up there at Montana State Northern. I also profiled Kyle Sampson, who started his career with the Montana Grizzlies and then finished as a, an All-American quarterback up there in Haver at Northern. So uh, the Sampsons have had a lot of influence on me. I've learned a lot of football from those guys, and you know the fact that they have connections to the Petrino coaching tree as well, with Mark Sampson having marrying, married Putter Petrino's daughter. Uh, it's just a it's a great football family, great lineage, and uh, one that uh, certainly carries on with Kyle. But congratulations to Coach Mark Sampson for uh, what an outstanding career it has been uh, at a ver- variety of different levels here uh, in the state of Montana. This is the Montana Football Hour, presented by the Advocates. How about... An NFL update from Big Sky Conference ties. How about amendments to a segment we did last week about the best to ever do it as opponents in Missoula or Bozeman, Washington Grizzly Stadium or Bobcat Stadium, and some continued analysis from a prospect perspective of the young men I saw up in Great Falls over the weekend at the East-West Shrine game. 
We'll do all that and more on the Montana Football Hour. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Nuanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. is Now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on a Monday. Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Montana Football Hour proudly presented by The Advocates. No need to stress, the advocates will answer your questions and guide you through every step of your case. If you've been in an accident that wasn't your fault, call the advocates, 406-640-4444 or chat online 24-7 at montanaadvocates.com. Last week, we, uh, we didn't have a Monday show. The Montana Football Hour is the first hour of every Monday show, pretty much year-round. Sometimes it's the Montana basketball hour. Sometimes it's just talking our way around sports. But we focus on the best of the best from the week that was, the best of the best from a largely the college level of sports, but all the way around and uh, a lot of times focused on football. We didn't have a Monday show last week because of um, a rescheduling with the Missoula Paddleheads, our great minor league baseball partners. So we had the Montana football hour on Tuesday of last week. One of the fun discussions we had was some of the top players we've ever seen play at Washington Grizzly Stadium and some of the top players we've ever seen play at Bobcat Stadium. These were uh, opponents, opposing players, visiting players. And uh, so we did that on Tuesday. Friday, I'm playing in the Grizz quarterback club scramble. And uh, we're about to tee off on our fourth hole at Canyon River. And my phone rings. And I'm playing with uh, three ex-Grizz football players. And the call is from former Grizz assistant coach, Ty Gregorak. (laughs) So I put him on speaker, and he says, you got to be kidding me. Here's He doesn't even say hello or anything. He says, here's all the players that you missed that played at Washington Grizzly Stadium. But a couple additions from Coach Ty that are certainly worth noting. Uh, the The three main ones he argued for were Jared Allen, Idaho State legend, okay, you know, hard to deny that one. Um, Carson Wentz, while Carson Wentz only played, uh, he got hurt in the game here in Missoula, and then was kind of in and out with Easton Stick, and then he came back in, but he wasn't quite at full strength. But you have to say, number two overall pick in the draft, certainly one of the best pedigrees of any player that ever played in Missoula. And then Coach Ty's third addition was Troy Anderson, and Troy Anderson objectively did not play well, in the 2021 rendition of the game, 
In fact, Montana ran it right at Troy Anderson. Uh, they, in fact, actually ran a play right at Troy Anderson for the opening score of the game, and then they also isolated him and, and basically exploited what is one of his very few weaknesses. And it was great game plan by the Grizzlies and great execution of it and a great way to eliminate one of the great X factors in the FCS. But you do have to say Troy Anderson is still one of those great visiting players because perhaps the most unlikely and stunning comeback by any visiting team at Washington Grizzly Stadium was the 2018 Bobcats rallying with Troy Anderson as their quarterback. He rushed for over 100 yards and scored a couple touchdowns in that game. His ability to, to somehow figure out how to throw it a little bit was probably the defining factor in Montana State coming all the way back. So that's a, a welcome addition, even if maybe the most recent performance by Troy Anderson was far from making this list. You do have to probably mention him because of that that comeback and just because of his overall pedigree as a guy who's a second-round draft pick. The other one who we actually got a text in from a loyal listener to suggest, and we mentioned it on air, but one that a bunch of Bobcat people came at me with. They said, you got to have Danny Woodhead. And we did have Danny Woodhead on there. Uh, as the best players from Bobcat Stadium, but they said you just got to reemphasize that because they all said that's the greatest performance by a visiting player. And, of course, Danny Woodhead went on to uh, go from Shadron State to a unlikely and long NFL career, especially considering that he's from a tiny school and he's just flat tiny, one of the smallest players in NFL history. So thank you for those amendments. Montana Football Hour presented by the Advocates. If your life was turned upside down because of an accident that wasn't your fault, the Advocates can help you. There's no fee until the advocates recover a settlement for you so you have nothing to lose. Call 406-640-4444 to talk to your advocate today. How about an update on some of the guys in the NFL? I know I keep teasing my evaluations of some of these incoming recruits for the Cats and the Grizz. We're actually going to do that tomorrow now that I've actually seen these guys up in person. I gave you some thoughts on some of the guys that really stood out to me. The other name I'll tease and we'll give you a fuller evaluation tomorrow is Bronrick Henriksen, the defensive lineman from Polson who's coming to the Grizz. He is a grown man, and uh, so we'll analyze that tomorrow. That'll be part of uh, tomorrow's lead segment, so stay tuned for that. But speaking of guys that are some of the best players we've seen in Washington Grizzly Stadium or Bobcat Stadium that played for the Cats and the Grizz that are now playing at the highest level, here's some updates from some guys around the National Football League. Troy Anderson has been getting pretty consistent publicity during uh, off-season stuff with the Atlanta Falcons. The most recent reports, I guess the Falcons, when they're practicing in their facility, they have a couple different fields. One where there's a lot of the younger guys, and then some that they call the quote-unquote veteran field. Troy Anderson and Drake London, the talented receiver out of USC, who was the number eight overall pick in the draft this last year. Those are the two rookies that have reportedly been on the veterans field pretty much for the duration. Now, part of that's earned, yeah, part of that is is you're picking it up quickly. Also, part of that, though, is the expectation. Because if you're drafted eighth overall, they drafted you to start. And if you're drafted 58th overall, they drafted you at the very least to play and at least hopefully be in the rotation, if not to start as well, maybe someday or right now. Either way, if you're a top 60 pick, you have that expectation to play. So part of it, again, is that you're picking it up fast, you're learning, but also part of it is, the team just needs you to work out. The The Atlanta Falcons need Troy Anderson and Drake London to both hit if they want to uh, get themselves back in the playoff picture um, as a competitor in the NFC South. The other guys that are fighting for roster spots, Lance McCutcheon, a Bozeman High product who was a receiver out of Montana State, on June 10th, he was on the front of the sports page in the Los Angeles Times. Now, to be fair, 
Cooper Cup, the NFL uh, Super Bowl MVP, as well as Matthew Stafford, one of the great comeback stories in the league. Those guys were also both in the picture. Let's be frank, the picture was of them. Lance McCutcheon just happened to be standing there. But uh, still cool that there's, you know, real-life evidence of you in the NFL standing next to the Super Bowl MVP who also happened to be a Big Sky Conference alum. But Lance McCutcheon has been, actually, when you search on Twitter these guys' names, Lance McCutcheon's the one that gets the most feedback. Part of that is a lot of the media guys there watching. It's a lot easier to track overall performances from pass catchers that are doing seven-on-sevens than it is for, you know, offensive linemen that are doing inside drill. And I think that's why when you search Dylan Cook, the former Grizzly, you don't get anything except for from when he signed. It doesn't seem like there's anybody there in Tampa analyzing the trenches, which is not all that surprising. So I don't think it's necessarily a moment to panic if you're a, a Grizz person or a Big Sky person thinking, oh, man, is Dylan Cook in trouble? I don't think we really know. I just think there's nobody really evaluating it. But he is still on the Tampa Bay roster. So uh, these guys are, are – I think that all these guys are going to at least make it to the preseason, which is a, a good thing because then you get an opportunity to actually play – uh, in games because uh, that's how you're going to really prove yourself. Can you actually perform against other NFL players that aren't your teammates? But I do think that all these guys are going to make it to at least that point. And then how do they navigate that four-week, I guess now three-week with the reduction of a game preseason? Uh, we'll see. But one of the best stories, uh, well, I guess one of the most interesting, I shouldn't say best because Troy Anderson's a hell of a story. Dylan Cook's a hell of a story. I mean, those are two of the better stories I can remember. Lance McCutcheon's a great story, too. I mean, he was a great high school basketball player who I don't think a lot of people thought was going to be, you know, a lights-out receiver. He also toiled in a run-heavy offense. But Trey Webb, sort of a sign-of-the-time story, but also a a maintaining confidence in yourself story. Trey Webb was an all-Mountain West player at San Jose State during that shortened 2020 season that the FBS played and the FCS didn't. Then Trey Webb entered the transfer portal as a graduate transfer, and he had an inside track to go to Notre Dame. But then that fell through late, and he somehow landed at Montana State. He also probably didn't get the accolades and the decoration that his talent level would indicate because there were so many great players on that Bobcat defense this last year. So then Trey Webb was a third-team All-Big Sky selection, which is good, But that's far from what his pedigree is. I mean, he was also a third-team All-Mountain West guy. And then he goes to his pro day, blows the doors off of it, gets himself a minicamp invite with the Atlanta Falcons, and then makes the roster. So he's fighting for an active roster spot, but that's pretty cool. A lot of Big Sky guys get that minicamp tryout. So, so few of them actually get then invited to be a part of the team. So uh, that's a good one that's worth following. And then the last update for you is Daniel Hardy. He's a seventh-round pick by the Rams. The Rams really like these Big Sky Conference guys. Hardy, also of Montana State. So you got four Bobcats that you're tracking. Oh, Lewis Kidd, sort of similar situation as Dylan Cook, I should say. Montana State offensive lineman who's with the Saints. Nothing on Twitter about his evaluations, but he's still on the roster. But Daniel Hardy, a guy who was drafted, and the most recent update with him is that he signed his first NFL contract. Four years, $3,759,704. And he received a $99,704 signing bonus. That's guaranteed money. So $100,000 for signing the contract, up to $3.75 million over the next four years. And we'll see. We'll see if he can get himself an extension. But that's pretty cool and pretty good for Daniel Hardy as a seventh-round draft pick out of Montana State, a guy that wasn't even really a full-time starter until his senior year of college. 
Watch out of football hour. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. We will continue our evaluation from a prospect and recruiting perspective of some of the guys that we were able to see up close in person just a few weeks, honestly, probably less than two months out from when they report to Montana and Montana State. We'll do that tomorrow to kick off the show. The Montana Football Hour is presented by The Advocates. The Advocates ensures no out-of-pocket expenses until a settlement is recovered for you. No need to stress. The Advocates will answer your questions and guide you through every step of your case so you can concentrate on what's most important, getting better. Call 406-640-4444 or chat online 24-7 at montanaadvocates.com. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. What does the NBA Finals victory by the Golden State Warriors do for the legacy of the Dubs? Where does it help Steph Curry rank now in NBA history? We shall debate NBA Finals legacy style right after this. Keep it right here. It's New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.